Welcome to the Behaviour Bites podcast, a podcast brought to you by Changing Behaviour UK about different factors that influence behaviour in education, all in handy 15-minute-ish bite-sized chunks. Each week a different guest chats about a different aspect of behaviour and leaves you with three handy tips. I was away again this week, so the radio voice of Debs takes the reins and she interviews Adrian McLean. Adrian is an experienced practitioner who has 20 years of experience in education. Currently, Adrian is a trust leader for Seven Academies Education Trust. He's chatting to Debs about character education today, which is an absolutely fascinating topic and not something I'd heard much about, so I was absolutely riveted. I'm sure you will be too. If you would like to feature in an episode of the podcast, get in touch with us at bites underscore podcast. We are always looking to hear from real practitioners on the ground who can share their wisdom on behaviour. We're also looking to hear from diverse voices in education we want the podcast to reflect different perspectives on behavior not just the same echo chamber i'll shut up now and get on with the podcast right good morning um to adrian mclean um really happy to have you here with us this morning on the behavior bite-sized podcast um adrian is a trust leader for character education and, and personal development in worcestershire and around that area um, and it's really good to have you here. Um, we always start off um, our podcasts asking a little bit about what you're reading at the moment. So do you want to start us off with that? Yeah, of course. Thank you um, for inviting me to be on today. So um, I've been reading two books, so I'm going to be a little bit controversial in that uh, to start with. Um, and the first one that I've been reading is uh, Turn the Ship Around by Lieutenant David Marquette. Um, and it's about... Uh, his journey whereby he uh, as the commander of a, a submarine in the US Navy um, he turned followers into leaders um, and it's something that um, is integral in the work that I do into across the multi-academy trust in making sure that it's not a single point of failure where I lead things it's about what the leaders in the individual schools are doing so I take a lot of um, lessons from that book and, and try to apply them in a, in a daily um, on a daily basis and the second one is more um, behavior focused and something that I've been fascinated by it's a book called surrounded by idiots by Thomas Erickson um, and it explains the four types of human behavior and how to understand those that can't be understood and I have found it absolutely fascinating and it's something that there's elements in there that I've already been using and doing and without knowing that that's what it is and there's elements that I've thought ah that makes sense so I'm now going to start to use them and apply them. Mm, that sounds really interesting so could you give us one one example of a type of behavior then of the four? Okay so what it is is that the the, the premise is that the world the whole world's population is split into four different types of people um, and they behave and communicate in a particular way based on which of those four particular styles that they are. Um, and there's times when you'll be looking at somebody in, in a room or a meeting and you'll think, oh my gosh, what are they on about? They're an absolute buffoon. <laughs> um, and now I've read the book, I understand actually that's not the case it's just that they're not speaking the same language as what i am so yeah. it's it's a really really interesting one so um it's about understanding the different types of people and where what they're hearing and what they're seeing ends up being what they they communicate and if you're not um 
on the same communication uh, wavelength as them, that's where the misunderstandings occur. So it's a really, really interesting thing to find that's out about. Fascinating. I think, uh, yeah, I totally identify with sitting opposite somebody in a room and thinking, where are they coming from? So yeah. that sounds good. So tell us a little bit about your background in relationship to behaviour and what's your what's your journey been? So um, I've been I've been teaching 20 years. Um, I've been I started out as a PE teacher and been all the way to being a head teacher. Um, but behaviour is something that has always followed me. It's something that I've had, um, I guess, um, a passion for and, and, and a knack for being successful in building relationships with, with students and families and other staff uh, and being able to de-escalate and dissolve any, any inflammatory issues and, and working with young people to get them to understand how they can move themselves forward. So um, I spent most of my time working through the pastoral route and um, being ahead of year um, being a pastoral assistant head, being a pastoral deputy, uh, and being somebody that ran his school based on that pastoral love and care being first and foremost. So that's really the, the background that I have. But I, I you know, I, I strongly feel that if you get your pastoral systems, structures, and 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 adult behaviours right in in your school culture, then you can achieve anything that you want to. Mm. And your expertise um, is character education. So yeah. tell us a bit about that and how that supports your work. So character education is one of those things that is, um, is, is fundamental in, in when you're talking about understanding behaviour. So people's character traits, virtues, strengths, or, or values, as, as is easiest to term with, with, with children, um, are really pertinent. So the things that you hold dear and, and hold close to you, if you talk about them in terms of values and what you believe and um, teach people how to implement them, you can change behaviours and influence behaviours in a real strong way. So one of my pet hates is when people talk about behaviour. The behaviour is disgraceful and mm. that child can't behave. It's nothing to do with behavior. Behavior is 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 an action that comes from um, a need not being met. So it's an outcome. Mm -hmm. So if you don't if you don't meet the child's needs or any individual's needs, then they behave in a particular way, and that can be positive and that can be negative. But we often, you know, well not often, we always talk about the negatives, which is really frustrating. What I found is that actually if you start to talk to people about things that they value and particular traits then you are able to understand what's where their strengths are um, and where their, their areas for development are and how those particular values can be a virtue and are used for good or they can be a vice used for negativity so in turn one of the things that i talk to young people about all, all the time is is resilience and keeping on going and resilience can be a virtue when you're applying that to do something like learn a new skill. But it's, it's a vice as if, um, you know, if it was to be used to rob a bank, as an example. Mm. So you wouldn't want, if, you, if, you, if you, your bank robbers were resilient, then, then we've got a problem. But if um, you're using it to learn how to 
write a structure an essay as an example that's far more productive mm -hmm. so uh, th that's really the premise of of where that comes from and and how i've kind of have the vision of using that to base everything that we do from a, a supporting behavior and pastoral care mm. interesting yeah i definitely agree i think um all of our qualities can be uh, have two sides to them don't they you know they can be for for great good or they they can lead us down the wrong path can't they it's just about applying them to positives um, do you have you got an example of um, so a specific example of how character education has worked in in recent in your yeah so so just to give you the umbrella character education can be split into four sort of distinct strands um, in, in types of virtues or values so you've got your intellectual values where you're talking about critical thinking curiosity judgment reasoning and um, teaching about reflection and resourcefulness uh, you've got your moral value strand where you're looking at developing compassion courage integrity justice respect gratitude um, and then you've got civic virtues it's about citizenship neighborliness service volunteering fostering your community and then you've got performance virtues which is around determination motivation resilience the, the buzzword that was around, uh, you know, in the last year or two, grit and developing confidence in young people. So you've got all those different umbrella strands. And um, so one of the things that uh, I've done this year within, within Roll is, is one of the secondary schools that um, I, I work with. We've set up four core values in the school. And the way we went around that is that we worked with the staff, the students and, and the parents to say and reverse engineer. When your students leave here and all your children leave here at the end of year 13, what do you want them to be able to do the, the, the most? What's the most important thing? So we gave them a list of, of 24 character virtues or, or values um, and the option to add some of their own words. So we, we surveyed the whole school community. We worked with the school community to, to figure out what they were and then drew them all together and, and came out with four core values. Those four core values are now the bedrock of what we do in the school. So everything reverts back to them. So we talk to the students and we talk to the parents and we talk as staff about the, the four things, which are determination, initiative, um, respect and self-regulation. So everything we talk about is, is around those things. So we start to not talk about you haven't done these particular things mm. it now becomes a positive spin is that you haven't shown very good uh, self-regulation there somebody damages some property you haven't shown respect to school property and mm. um, you haven't completed your homework you haven't shown good initiative there in completing your independent learning tasks so we we turn and we spin that so then what we we're now focused on is developing those four um, core values to to be the bedrock of everything that we do and we talk about and that way then we can say right how are you progressing down that journey with those four different areas are you really strong in one two three or four where do you need to develop and where do we need to develop as a school are we providing you with the opportunities to develop in those areas so it's it's been a real positive journey in that and that 
I think it came really at a pertinent time in that we had just shy of two terms in, in doing that. Um, and then we, we had the COVID lockdown and we've, we've, we've had children have to self-regulate yeah. and have to play that and have to work through that. So it, it's been a really interesting time. So it'd be interesting to see how that pans out and, and how students and staff and, and the whole school community feel that they've developed mm. in the different um, core values. It'd be really interesting to see if they're using the language to reflect and because there's going to be a lot of reflection, isn't there, on how people have got through and the positives and the negatives. Did you find you had to uh, do quite a bit of work with staff to reframe how they spoke to students or was that a, an easy journey or did you need to sort of look at language or the way um, the attitudes of staff with students? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, an, it's, it's still an ongoing process because old habits die hard and getting people to change we're all creatures of habit so we'll all start off with the most positive intentions and it slips back when you've had a tough day or you've had a tough week or you're dealing with a class that you've not framed your mind for particularly well so yes it's, it's, it's a constant ongoing um process and and one that people are, are developing through and and have to be challenged and we and it's I don't find it a challenging aspect because I, I, I find it, it's about how you frame it. And I think if what we've done is, is the right thing, we always bring the conversation back to those four core values. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a really interesting conversation with people when they say, I can't do this. And you say, okay, let's talk about some determination. Mm -hmm. All right. Have you shown initiative? Are you self-regulating? And they then have to engage in that conversation. Mm -hmm. It's it's really, really, really powerful because when you're saying that to the to the staff, you're modeling it to them and how they should be doing it to, to the students. So it's a really interesting process. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no way out of it because it's not that I'm going to give you a telling off. It's a case of, right, these are what we said as a whole school community that we stand for. And we're not delivering it. So how are we going to get to that point? Mm. Um, and which is really positive because it involves everybody in it. It's not a top-down approach. Everybody has a collective responsibility. Mm. And parents, have they welcomed it? Have, have you had good communications with parents on the process? Yes, absolutely. And parents, um, again, because it's new and it's something that they're not used to, it's it, 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 it's hit and miss with some and some are absolutely massively on board and they're using that language at home um, and it's something that we had plans in the summer term to involve parents more in um, but obviously those have been put to the side a little bit mm -hmm. um, our parent uh, our parent partnership group they took part in a um, character education study with the jubilee center um, from birmingham university um, the, 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 they're at the forefront of character education, um, not only in the country, but in the world. So they took part in a study with them that's recently been published. Um, and one of our other um, schools in the Multi Academy Trust took, took part in that as well. Um, and it's been positively received and they, they recognise that. And the, all the evidence shows that parents agree that 
character education and character values are really pertinent as we move forwards in education and this was pre pre-covid 19 yeah um, and i think people are going to recognize that even more so as we return back in september yeah definitely i think um yeah it's made lots of people sit up and think you know what what do we need for to improve resilience and yeah, self-regulation and all of those things, it's kind of made everyone uh, who, who was thinking about it before think about it even more and, and those, were, those that weren't think about it. Um, right, we seem to have come up to our, our time uh, limit there. I'd love to talk to you for a bit longer, but uh, we um, finish with three top tips from you. So um, three top tips for our podcast. So three top tips around character education. Um, uh, and, and behavior really I think first one is consult your whole school community on what values are important to them there isn't a one-size-fits-all for character education you can't go and buy it off the shelf I know that there are people out there that have done that um, but it won't work as well for your community if it doesn't best serve your community's needs as we find with everything in education um, so the first thing is is consult your parents consult your students consult your staff about what the the key and important values are to them and involve them in the process the second one is then to involve all of those um, different areas into um, a working party and use them to create what that plan is going to look forward to and what you're going to deliver over the next 12 to 24 months it's not, it's not a quick fix process. It is something that takes a long time. So you have to be patient with it. Um, and I think the third thing is that you have to not just put these things upon the wall. They have to be lived and breathed in everything that you do. So as I said earlier, you know, we don't just have the four character uh, values or core values upon the wall. We talk about them constantly, refer back to them. So we're starting to now transition towards um, developing a, a character-based behavior management system so instead of talking around the the old behavior management um, system whereby if you did x this is what happened you know you got a 20-minute detention or you got a c1 mm -hmm. as many schools are, are familiar with um, you you start to talk to the students about, right, you're not displaying great determination right about now. So we're starting to move towards that. Um, and that's something that I think is, is needed and more pertinent to get young people to buy into why it's important mm. um, and how they can change their things. Because we know, what we know from practice is that if we can change the value system that you operate with, then we can change what you do and how it impacts upon you. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Certainly had, ex had experience of working within behavior systems that are, um, yeah, that create a barrier between students and staff. And I think it's about working together, isn't it? And, and character education and um, teaching students about how to manage their behavior and reframe their behavior is definitely I, I believe to be the way forward too so sounds good um and and also you talked about you know not just having it as a a notice on the wall and uh, there's um that phrase lived not laminated i think was echoing in my mind as you were talking about that and i think that's so true because we 
we do need to be embedding and living these principles and not just putting it in a, a drawer and getting it out every every year or so so yeah thank um, you um yeah just on that point um of living it and not laminating the thing i always talk to, to to the staff across the trust about is that if a student doesn't understand a um subject knowledge issue in your class we don't just say right well you can't do it and we move on we, we work with them we try and do something in a different way you need to do that when it comes to behavior and, and, and concerns so that's you know that really echoes that that live it and not laminate it yeah brilliant well thank you so much for talking to me this morning and uh giving up your time it's really appreciated um and good to talk to you thank you very much you speak to you soon okay Bye. take care that was the behavior bites podcast brought to you by changing behavior uk you can follow us on twitter at bytes underscore podcast to keep up with training and events changing behavior running you can subscribe to our email list on the changing behavior website and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on spotify itunes or wherever you listen and thank you for listening to us